0: there. We're so glad you tuned in today. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to encourage you. You can do so by visiting our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. I want to begin this morning's message with three questions, simple questions. I would love for you to just, in your mind, answer right where you are, whether you're sitting on a couch or kitchen table or on a recliner somewhere, watching on your television with your family. Here's the first question. Do you want to feel fulfilled? Second question is, do you want your purpose to be partial or full? Do you want to feel full of your purposes or the purposes of God in your life, or do you just want a little bit of it? the third question is do you want your happiness to stop or to last as long as you live real easy do you want to feel fulfilled do you want it in part and do you want it all your life those three questions are important because on this Easter morning I think of every person that's hearing my voice right now every single one of you care about what happens with your life Every single one of you care about what happens in this life, in this world that we live in. And so because it matters to you, it matters to God. And wherever the Bible has had its profound effects on people, it always had to do with purpose. It always had to do with promise. So the demands on us oftentimes seem overbearing. Too much for me to handle. You ever felt overwhelmed? Well, because of the power of the resurrection, every emptiness, every void, everything you've ever felt seemed too much for you. God desires to fill that today. This morning's message is entitled, Empty. Our greatest need found in an empty tomb. Empty. Empty. Our greatest need is found in the empty tomb. See, Jesus did things that people didn't do because he was about the father's business. When you are about the father's business, it doesn't matter what men think of you. That's how come he went into the temple and flipped tables over because they were not about the father's business. And he could have looked at himself and said, well, you know, they might revoke my credentials. They might remove me from this and remove me from that. So I'm, you know what? I'm not going to flip tables over. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to call people a brood of vipers or whitewashed tombs. But he did it anyway because he wanted to point out their issue before their issue got them. Hear me and hear me closely. When God points out your sin, he points out your sin to draw you close. When the enemy points out your sin, he points out your sin to draw you away. Why? Because conviction draws us closer to God. Guilt pushes us away. God is about drawing us to himself. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why our life is empty without him. So when we look at the Father... his will for us, we realize one thing, his business is the business we should be a part of. His business is what we should be really considering when we go through our life. And we look at the resurrection here today on this Easter morning. We look at the resurrection found in Luke chapter 24. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Jesus has risen. And at this point, on the first day of the week, they get up really early. And as they get up really early, the woman took the spices, verse 24. Right? Oh, verse 1 of chapter 24, rather. They took and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, verse 3. But when they entered... They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Friend, they didn't find the body because he always made his life about the Father's business. So watch what it says here. While they were wondering about this, they were trying to process, imagine this, they were coming to his tomb to anoint his body to kind of take care of his body because the Messiah, the Rabbi he had, he had given his life they want to go care for the body and when they show up, he ain't there he's not there so while they were wondering about this verse 4, suddenly two men in clothes that gleam like lightning stood before them in the fright of the woman. They bowed down their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here, he has risen. Somebody give me a like or a thumbs up right now. Come on, somebody, he is risen. Remember how he told you. While he was still with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day and be raised again. They remembered his words. Verse nine, they, and when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and the others. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary and the mother of James and the others who were with them who told this to the disciples. In this case, apostles. But they did not believe the woman because their words seemed to them like nonsense. There's some of you listening to me right now. God's promise to you feels like nonsense right now because of the state of your soul, because of where you're at, because of where we're all at. I never thought we would spend an Easter like this but we are and it could be very easily misinterpreted can I tell you something God is still on the throne they didn't believe the woman because it seemed like nonsense but Peter however got up and ran to the tomb some of y'all need to run toward the promise Some of y'all need to just go run toward the promise. And bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away wondering to himself, what had happened? I want to tell you that your emptiness could be the beginning of a breakthrough in your life. Because to be honest with you, if you think about it, Emptiness that we feel oftentimes is the start of us seeing and wanting more. You ever felt like you wanted more and because of that emptiness you sought out? Listen, that emptiness God uses to draw you closer to him. That emptiness God uses to bring you closer to him. That emptiness that you feel in this world are, are, are the things that God uses, the vehicles that he uses to draw you closer. Because if he gave you everything you ever wanted every single time you asked it, you would never need any, have any need for him at all. But the emptiness is not always bad because once he was on the cross. But when he gave up his life, it became an empty cross. That cross was emptied. Why? Because your sins have been forgiven. One of the most beautiful truths about Christianity is that Jesus is no longer on the cross. He's no longer beaten and spit on for us. He's no longer betrayed, no longer unfairly tried in a court. Bias men, no longer at the mercy or need of rescue. Friends, he is off the cross and his atonement for our sin is available to you and me today. Come on somebody. Jesus' suffering was to, to restore the glory of God, to restore the glory of God to man and then restore man back to God. There was a purpose for the pain on the cross. There was a purpose for the pain. Listen. There was the purpose for the pain was not so that you could become a fan of Jesus. Jesus has no desire for us to become fans of his. His desire is that we would become followers. Jesus doesn't look for people to like and subscribe. Jesus is not looking for people to pound the like button. He's not looking for people just to like him. He's looking for people to follow him. He said, take up your cross and follow me. He didn't say, take up your cross and be a fan of me. Take up your cross and like and subscribe to me. He said, take up your cross and follow me. And because what he had endured... That empty cross is what once was a symbol of pain and suffering is now a symbol of mercy, grace, and hope. The empty cross is a hope for me and is a hope for you. I like what Herbert Lockyer said. At the old rugged cross, we see man at its worst, but God at his best. Friend, we see Everything that God is doing in a different light when we don't see him as God. Friend, everything about the cross spills life to me. I like what Douglas Gresham, the stepson of C.S. Lewis wrote. He says, stop talking about God's love. Stop studying God's love. And get out there and do Christianity. Christianity do Christianity. No, listen. Uh, We need to keep talking about God's love. And we need to study God's word. But I think where he's trying to get to is very simple. Faith without works is dead. James said it. Paul preached it. You and I must believe it. After the death and the resurrection of Jesus, hear me, following him was made more difficult and, 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 and for some and easier for others because, because we saw things differently. Listen, because of the Easter story, we see that if our greatest need had been information, he would have sent an educator. Oh, friend, if our greatest need had been technology, he would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, he would have sent someone to help with the economy, an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, he sent the Savior, Max Locato. Friend, the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. Oswald Chambers writes this. In the cross, we may see the dimensions of divine love. The cross is not the cross of a man, but the exhibition of the heart of God. Come on. The cross is an exhibition of the love of God in our lives. And so we look. We look up to the cross and we say, what is that? Remember, there was a silent Saturday. You know, that Friday was loud. The crucifixion. The people yelling. Weeping. All that went on Friday. Saturday. He was in the tomb. And every promise that people ever felt. Where is it? Do I believe it? But then Sunday came. And as they made their way to the tomb, the same disciples that spent three and a half years with Jesus, the same disciples that spent three and a half years with Jesus were wondering, what do we do now? And some of you are asking that question, what do we do now? Well, let me answer you. We don't abandon the purpose. That's a good place to start. Because how many times did each of us abandon Our purpose right before the breakthrough. Some of you abandon your purpose right before the breakthrough. Matthew 28 tells us of the second thing that was empty. The first thing we have to recognize is that there was an empty cross. Second thing is that there was an empty tomb. Empty, empty, empty. Matthew 28 tells us the angel said to the woman, don't be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, he's risen. He's risen. Then he goes on to say, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples. Let me share with you the story about a young boy named Jeremy. Jeremy was not a normal child. In fact, he had a terminal illness that affected his body and his mental health. But he was in this class, a a religious class, and at the age of 12, he was only in the second grade. He was a little behind. Seemingly unable to learn his frustration grew, grew continuous, both for him and teacher, as well as the children in the class. Well, springtime came, and the children talked excitedly about coming, the coming of Easter, and the teacher says to the students, listen, I want you to take home, they, she gave them a, a, a plastic egg. They said, I want you to take home this plastic egg, take it home, and bring back something that, that inside of it shows new life do you understand? And they said, yes, Miss Miller. They went home, they came back. The next morning, 19 children came to the school laughing and talking and placed their eggs in a large wicker basket on Miss Miller's desk. Miss Miller began to take one. After this, she completed her math lesson. She took one out. The first egg, Miss Miller opened it up and she found the flower. She said, oh yes, well done. A flower certainly is new life. A small girl in the front row waved her hand and said, That's my egg, Miss Miller. Well done. The next egg she pulled out, there was a plastic butterfly in that egg. And Miss Miller says, Ah, yes, a butterfly is a sign of new life, too. The little girl, Judy, smiled proudly. That's mine, Miss Miller. Next, the teacher found a rock with moss in it. She explained that moss too showed life. And then at the, the back of the classroom, this little kid named Billy said, yeah, th- that was my daddy. My daddy helped me. And then the fourth egg, she reached in and grabbed it and it was empty. She looked over. There stood Jeremy smiling. And she thought, well, he didn't understand the task. So she moved on and she, or at least She tried. Jeremy looked over to her and said, Miss Miller, aren't you going to explain my egg? She goes, Well, Jeremy, maybe you didn't understand the project. You were supposed to put something inside the egg that showed life. And Jeremy looked at his teacher and said, Miss Miller, that's exactly it. The empty egg shows that there's an empty tomb, it gives us new life. Friend, that's the symbol. Empty egg, empty tomb, that's where life begins. Not that he died, but that he resurrected like he said he would. Though the death of Jesus is the reason why we have the forgiveness of sin, he said he would come back again, and he did. And so we have life abundantly here. Because the tomb is empty. Ephesians 1.3 says this, Praise be to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope. Come on, somebody say, living hope. Living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of this one story in the village of northern India, where a missionary was preaching in a bazaar, in a very closed environment, very Muslim environment. And a Muslim gentleman walked up to him and said, you must admit we have one thing you have not, and it is better than what you have. The missionary smiled and said, I'd like to hear what that is. The Muslim friend said, well, you know, when we go to Mecca, at least we find the coffin. But when you Christians go to Jerusalem, which is your Mecca, you find nothing but an empty grave. The missionary looked at him and smiled and said, that's exactly right. Muhammad is dead. Muhammad is in the coffin. Jesus is alive. That's what gives us life. Friend, in the false world with false doctrine and false teaching, one thing we could all agree on is this. Death is very, very permanent for most everyone except the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the power to kill death. Death was not only arrested, death was put to death. That is our hope, my friend, that the empty tomb is an incredible exclamation point in Jesus' life. Now watch this. Resurrection life is nothing short of an entirely new identity. If you're listening to me right now, I'm telling you, you have a new identity in Jesus if you just look toward the empty cross. Then take a look at the empty grave. And I want you to know something. If the spirit who raised him from the dead dwells in you, he who is raised from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, Romans 8, 11. His spirit will give you life. If you found yourself logged on to this message this morning and you're struggling with life, I want you to know there's life in Jesus on this beautiful Easter Sunday. You may have found like everything has come against you But I want you to know the empty tomb helps us to look at life. Now, watch this. Without the empty tomb, there is no Savior. There just can be none. Can you look past the empty cross? And can you go past the empty tomb? And inside of that empty tomb, you know what you would find? Empty clothes. Why? Because He's coming back, He's resurrected. Matthew 24 tells us Jesus left the temple and was going away. When his disciples came to point out to him in the buildings of the temple, he answered them, you see all of these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here any one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming of the close of the age. And Jesus answered them simply this. Hear me as I put this in a capsule for you. Listen to what he says here. I am the Christ and they will lead many astray. Many will say to this, many will say, I am the Christ and they will lead many astray. No one at the sound of my voice, no one hearing me right now God doesn't desire that you find out the truth, and the truth will set you free. There was an empty cross, there was an empty tomb, there was an empty grave, there was empty clothes. Why? Because he's coming back. That emptiness that you're feeling was fulfilled by the empty cross, the empty grave, and the empty clothes. And with that, we can feel fulfilled for the breakthrough God has for us. He is savior and he is returning. His clothes are left behind, friends. Why? Because <laughs> he is resurrected. I love this one little poem I read. And it says, Tomb, you shall not hold him longer. Death is strong, but life is stronger. Stronger than the dark, the light. Stronger than the wrong, the right. Right faith and hope triumphant say Christ will rise on this day. I'm remembering my little girl Hannah. When she was really young she was probably a year and a half and I remember she had spilled something and I remember I had heard it and I made my way into the room and when she saw me she just covered her eyes and she thought for a moment if I can't see him he can't see me she hid her face and I remember her hiding her face like oh my goodness and she thought maybe he won't notice maybe he won't see me but as her father I saw her and I moved on Friend, the Father sees you. Don't hide your face from him. No matter where it is that you come from or where you're going. C.S. Lewis said something interesting. He said this, and I'm going to close in prayer in just a moment. He said this, the Christian does not think God will love us because we are good, but that God will make us good because he loves us. Just as the roof of a sunhouse does not attract the sun because it's bright, but becomes bright because the sun shines on it. Did you get that? Stop trying to be good enough. You don't have to. Let him shine on you. Let him brighten your day. Let him give you source of hope and life. Are you willing to follow the King Jesus all the way past the empty cross through the empty tomb to the empty clothes and realize because those things are empty, I can be full. Because those things are empty, I can have life. Empty. Those things are empty, but you could walk away fulfilled. If you're listening to me right now, I want to pray a prayer over you. And if wherever you are, just bow your head for a moment. Everywhere, every person, just close your eyes, bow your head for just a moment. And I want to pray a prayer that I want you to believe with me. Lord Jesus, you said you are the resurrection and the life. And that if anyone believes in you, they too will live. Jesus, I want to be the first to say I believe you are the Christ the son of the living God the savior of the world who was raised from the dead and has gone into heaven and God and sits at the right hand of the father with angels and authority and power submitted to you I want you to truly know that I believe you are the resurrection in my life Show me what this means and teach me by your spirit, for I cannot comprehend the magnitude of your love for us. In light of this resurrection power, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to change the way that I live. Come on, believe this, pray with me. Transform me, I pray, that my life may be characterized by ever-increasing boldness and confidence in you. I don't always believe in myself, but I can believe in you for my Savior lives. By your Spirit, empower me to live life above the circumstances and daily situations that surround me. May the power of God be raised in my life and may Jesus Christ be Lord. And today, I am grateful that I'm alive in you. I want you to pray this prayer and verbalize this with me. No matter where you are, If you believe Jesus is your Savior or should be, I want you to say this with me. Say, thank you for forgiving me of all of my sin and fulfilling the law and its regulations. Thank you for taking it away and nailing it to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for disarming the powers of sin making a spectacle of the devil thank you for the cross I believe you died for me I confess you as my Lord in Jesus name amen friend if you prayed that prayer for the very first time I invite you to comment below write us email us You can visit our website at wearefreedomlife.com and tell us of the great news of you making a decision for Jesus on this Easter 2020. The truth is this, we thrive off of that. We love to know that we impacted somebody's life through the stream. A lot of people working behind the scenes to make the stream happen for you. And we're honored that you came and we're a part of that. Friend, I want you to know, empty is the title of this message, but it shouldn't be how you walk away walked into this message with the title empty. My prayer is that you walk away purposeful, full of his grace and his mercy. I'm grateful that you tuned in to us here today. I want to make one announcement before we end this broadcast to you and that you know that because of our supporters, the people that believe in us, you are friends over social media, friends at a distance, and friends up close. We hope to be meeting again very soon. We're hoping that everything with the COVID-19 would die down and flatten that curve and everything will start back up again. But until then, we continue to support our missionaries. We continue to support our staff. We continue to do outreach. We continue to have opportunities to reach people. And the only way to do that is through your continuous giving. So I want to remind you that there are three ways to give. The first one is simply by mail. Go to our website, wearefreedomlife.com and you can see the address there. 3114 State Route 405 in Milton. You can mail in your tithe or your offering. Your gift of any amount is appreciated during this difficult time. Second way to give is to just go online at wearefreedomlife.com and digitally give right through the website. It's secure, We're good to go. If you go to the website, freedom life, wearefreedomlife.com and then click the Give tab, and it'll explain itself from there. And the third one is simply this, text to give. If you've ever sent a text in your life, you can give to freedom, it's fantastic. Type 84321, on as the number you're texting to, 84321, and then the number of your donation, the amount, and hit send. You'll then be prompted to register one time, and that's it. Once you register, put your uh your account information in that secure again you'll never have to put it in again you just text just like you would anybody anything and that monies and that seed will come right to freedom and help us to continue moving the gospel forward i'm so grateful for many of the friends and family that have uh, written into us donated into uh, what we're doing here there's a lot of churches that are that are in need of your continual support if you have a local church Support your local church. If you have a church you attend, send your tithe there. Anything above the tithe, if you want to send something as, a, as an addition, that's different. But your tithe should go to your home and local church. Send it there. Not to us, if we're not your home church. But if we're your main ministry, we appreciate your giving. Thank you so much. And again, we love you. And we wish you and your family a very, very happy Easter. God bless you. And may his blessing be upon you and your family and your children and your children's children. Blessings, and have a happy, happy Easter. God bless you.